This is your fantastic Walking Dead after show. Fantastic. Yeah. Your Walking Dead after show that fills you on everything Walking Dead that happened in the newest episode of The Walking Dead. If, you know, for the hardcore fans that don't want to sit there and listen to celebrities and Chris Hardwick on a couch talking about what they just saw in the episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah. We're two comic book nerds that read the comic and immersed in the world and watch a TV show and are willing to get you up to speed on everything you need to know about what took place in last night's episode and what's to come on future episodes of AMC's The Walking Dead. Oh, look at you. You plugged AMC. I did. You know, you got to give got to get a little, little love to the network. You know, maybe we can be in comic book men, too. I wonder if uh, podcast men, maybe we can be in a show called podcast men. There you go. I was just wondering if someone else was going to use our thumbnail again and use quotes that we've said. <laughs> Looking at you, combo resources. Oh, shit. <laughs> but so last night's episode was episode six of season nine titled Who Are We Now? Or Who Are You Now? What did you think of last night's episode, Kyle? Uh, most of that episode took me by surprise. There's elements of it that were expected and that were familiar, but I would have to say, like, I was floored at a lot of sh- directions that they're putting The Walking Dead in right now. Yes, um, there was a lot of it that has also kind of turned me off a little bit. Um, I think some of the some of the relationships are getting a little ridiculous. Like yeah. you saw, you saw Father Gabriel straight up bang out Jadis, and hey, look at that! I remembered her name. Straight up bang out Jadis two episodes ago, and now all of a sudden he's sitting there uh, taking Eugene's place with the radio, and straight up fucking French kissing uh, Rosita. Good for him. Taking taking Eugene's booty, son. I like to take Eugene's booty, son. Taking Eugene's booty, son. So much booty for Eugene. But yeah, so I don't know why they're giving, and it kind of bugs me. Why are they giving Father Gabriel's story to Eugene, or Eugene's story to Father Gabriel when Eugene is still alive? Yeah, yeah. He's like, they've they've always kind of pushed him aside and, I know, even like, you know, like when it came to making the bullets, they even, you know, like last season they'd switched it over and he was doing it for the save, which was a trick. But I don't know. I, it's it's weird what they're doing with him. I think they're trying too hard to to break away from the comic book. Well, they're not even really breaking away from the comic book at this point. They're just changing things. They're keeping the, the story relatively the same. They're just doing it with different characters. I mean, I, I just think that's their break. That's how they're going to break away. I mean, at this point, if Eugene's still there, why, why are you trying to to change his story so much? To trying to fuck him, I guess. <laughs> I guess the you biggest know? thing that bugged me about it was 
did everybody lose the fucking scissors? Like, are there no, I mean, are there no more fucking, no one can give haircuts now in The Walking Dead? Rick leaves, so everyone's like, fuck it. I mean, was Rick long hair for a long time? What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? Talking about (laughs) Daryl's had long hair for a long time. Aaron, Aaron looked like Rick two or three episodes ago. He's just keeping the look alive, man. Almost everybody there has fucking everyone lost the scissors. I don't know. I think (laughs) Negan's fucking hoarding that shit and keeping his hair short. You think Negan's got them all in his jail cell? Yeah. I that was that was one thing that really bugged me. I was like, did everybody need long hair? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You didn't Just, like Carol? You didn't like Carol's legless look? No, no. Everybody had everybody kept their hair short except Daryl, and for nine seasons now, and all of a sudden now they have to fucking not. Come on, give me a fucking. I just break. think I think we're at a point now where like Daryl's hair just doesn't grow anymore no it's no it's just it's just a permanent just permanently at that length it's just like permanently just a little raggedy yeah like hair like carol's (laughs) hair is all long and gray and daryl's is just a little bit more greasy it's like what the fuck just Just a little more grease in there a little bit more motor oil to to sustain him which makes me think that rick was the haircutting police (laughs) he made sure everyone kept their hair cut yep Carol's getting a little long. He pulled out it. the ruler and made sure it was high and tight. What do they call it? It's fucking getting your ears raised. Yep. Your ear. I think it's ears lowered. Whatever. But yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, what else did you think of the episode? I I thought Judith was a little badass. Little ass kicker, living up to that name, man. Little Rick. Little Rick. That's his rap. RJ. 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 RJ is a character that is not in the comic books, in case everyone was wondering. I'm just going to call him uh Because Rick and, Michonne, Rick and Michonne don't get together in the comic books. And Andrea does not have a baby with Rick. Sad face. I hope Little Rick becomes a rapper. <laughs> little Rick. He's going to be the, <laughs> the first rapper. <laughs> the first rapper in the, in the new world, Little Rick. <laughs> little Ricky Dicky Dick. Cause I'm little Rick. Cause Big Rick went away on a helicopter. <laughs> I'm little Rick. Cause Big Rick exploded on a bridge. <laughs> we don't know if he's alive or dead. I'm little Rick, but I got a big <laughs> dick. There you go. Uh, yeah, a little RJ. Um, there, there's a lot. They're very much. I'm almost feeling now that things are getting they're being too rushed. I know we complained about the walking dead going too slow, but now I'm starting to feel like they're going too fast. Why do you say that? Well, the two time jumps now. And so that means that if that means that the, the whispers have been wandering around and threatening a lot around for six years, which I guess makes sense and, and could be plausible, but I just feel like now things, things are getting too rushed. Like, they're they're bringing stuff into the show now that doesn't happen until after the Whisper Wars in the series, or I mean in the comics, like Eugene in the radio. That happens more towards the end of the Whisper War. You know, you and like they're foreshadowing Father Gabriel's death. Like 
people you thought Eugene was going to bite the dust uh, with Father Gabriel's death last night with the the big water tower. Yeah, I almost thought he was going to kick the bucket. You know, and just the stuff that they're doing, they're they're kind of all over the place and jumping from issue to issue and all over and all around. Um, I like that we got to see the introduction of Magna last night and her group. And they, and they kept it pretty much like the comic books, except they gave her an origin story. Right, they gave her an origin story, which yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. And the comic book, she doesn't have one. She's just, you know, they they really don't go into her backstory. You don't really know much about her. Um, and they keep it that way, and they kind of established a backstory for her in the show, which is fine. That's I'm okay with the fact that they did that. Um, her and Yumiko. Are together, you know. You they don't come out in the comic. Her and Yumiko are together, and they don't come out and say it in the book or in the in the show. You know, you kind of get that feeling. But um, they handle. They mention the fair, which is the big the big thing that that kicks off. When but in, Alpha the, in the comic, they call it the fall festival. Yeah, and, they didn't call it a fair, and it takes place in Alexandria. Where in the show it's clearly going to take place at the kingdom, you know, which which makes me believe that I don't think because they're doing this festival to try to bring everybody back together. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, it's not like that. They're just doing it because they're just they're they're that much closer to normalcy. Right. Everything is already together. They've established a trade route. They have all the communities: Oceanside, the Kingdom, Hilltop, Alexandria, and the Saviors are all working together. And the saviors aren't outcasted in the comic books as much as they are in the show. So like they're just, they be, yeah, they're, they only become outcasted when they, when Dwight doesn't want to lead them anymore. And then their new leader makes that, that decision of, we don't want to help them anymore. And they steal the horses from, from the Alexandrians and send them on their way. That's, that's really when Hilltop or not Hilltop, but the saviors are like, we're not in this anymore. So they really did that differently too. I mean, I like that it's going faster paced. I, I it makes me enjoy you don't feel it. More. Like it's going too fast though. No. Like Rick just leaves, and then you know the way they show the on the next three episodes of The Walking Dead, you're like, oh man, the whispers, and we were like, oh okay, so we'll probably get the whispers mid season finale. You know, we'll get that that scene where Eugene and uh, Rosita. Are, are hiding in the muck and they hear the whispers talking. It happens the next episode. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like okay. <laughs> you know, so I we're not it's already been confirmed. We're not seeing Alpha or her daughter or Beta or anybody important until after the new year. Also after the mid-series break. So after the mid-series break, we're not going to see we're not seeing anyone important until after the mid-series break. That's good, though. I mean, I just I wonder what's gonna make what's gonna make them go out because you know they always have that big mid-series you know to bring you back. I, you know, like we thought it was gonna be the whispers walking by, but now it's gonna be something bigger, which I think is really exciting to think what it could be bigger than that. I think they're gonna spend the next two episodes. Because there's only two episodes left before this. The, there's only two episodes left this season, or this half of the season before the new year. So I think they're going to spend the two next two episodes building up the whisperers, 
And I think you're going to start seeing people go missing more. And they're going to start building up the whisperers more. And you're going to see more, more shit go down before Alpha's introduction. Like there's that scene in the comic. I think it's, I want to say it's Jesus, but I'm not sure if it is. When they're when they get surrounded by that group and they they start getting stabbed by the the walkers, uh-huh. one of them gets stabbed by a walker. I think you're gonna see that coming up. And I think I think your first confrontation with the whisperers will come in the mid season finale, but it's not gonna be with Alpha, or you're gonna have that introduction to her daughter, like right at the end or something. I think what we're gonna see is the. Uh, I think it's gonna be during the. When she's taking, uh, Michonne is taking Magna to Hilltop. Because, you know, remember what happens in the comic is they leave like they want to now and they got attacked. And then that's when they come back to Alexandria and talk mm. to Rick. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's there, that is going to take place with Michonne being there. And that's what's going to bring them all back to Alexandria instead of continuing to Hilltop. And then that's what's really going to start the whole. Holy fuck, the whispers are here. Yeah, so it you can kind of see, you kind of get that feeling now that with the, the children in this show of who's going, who's doing what and going where. So you kind of have, you kind of have Judith taking over that Carl role, but she's not going to follow the same path as Carl. So I think, I personally think Henry's going to be the one that falls in love with Alpha's daughter. That's what I think too, because I think it's going to be more centered on Kingdom than it is Alexandria. Yeah, so I think it's going to be it's going to be more. I think it's going to be Henry, um, Ezekiel, and Carol's son now, who who has the relationship with Alpha's daughter, and you're going to see all that progress that way. Um, do you think? Do you? I know it's a little bit in the future and foreshadowing, but do you think Michonne is going to get Andrea's death, or do you think they nix that and give it to somebody else now? I bet you they give it to Michonne whenever she decides to leave the series. Yeah, I I think that's something that's just brewing on the back burner. But yeah, because I I if they lose too many more people, it's going to be the fucking Different Walking Dead. <laughs> but and then now you have, you know, you have that relationship, though. You've, you're seeing that Carl-Negan relationship with between Negan and Judith. Where Which is kind of cool. She's trying to have Negan help her with math problems. And, you know, she's doing the, if one jet leaves here at this time and another jet leaves here at that time. And, and Negan's like, I'm going to go for option C because that's going to be one hell of a midair collision. <laughs> And then he's like, you know, he he pretty much drops some knowledge on her. He's like, you do you ever think you're actually going to step foot on an airplane or see an airplane again? And she's like, no, probably not. He's like, give me a problem I can work with real time. It should have been if one herd of walkers is walking at 18 miles an hour, you know what I mean? And another herd of walkers left two hours ahead, you know what I mean? What time are they going to meet at Alexandria and we have to battle them? And I guess... I guess I kind of jumped the gun a little bit earlier too when I'm saying that oh well, they're doing things differently with Eugene. They are, but then they're kind of not because he's still got those feelings for Rosita and he's you know he's trying to confess his love for her 
as they're running from the horde of zombies. So, because there's that point where he knocks the ladder down as he's coming off the water tower, and he jumps and twists his knee, and then he he thinks it's going to be the end, so he starts to confess his love for her, and that's when she kind of like pushes him down a hill. And then See, they bury themselves in mud. And based on the whole walk, the whole CB radio thing, I think. I don't think we've seen anything of the Commonwealth yet. I think whoever we saw before who we thought was the Commonwealth, I don't think they are. That, yeah, I don't know. Because I think what's going to happen is uh, Gabriel's going to make that first contact now. And I don't, I don't want, I want it to be, I want it to be Eugene. Ah, I just want Eugene to get some play, man. <laughs> right, he always gets the shaft. Because what, because that was like the ultimate, like, got like the ultimate redemption almost in the comic is after um, fucking Abraham dies, the guy that you know was protecting Eugene but kind of bullied him a little bit. After he dies, Eugene starts plugging his booty, right, and gets her pregnant, and then she gets well, you know, head gets chopped off and whatever, but. But because then he also cheated on her. So like Eugene was kind of like the player. Right. You know, he was kind of the playboy. And now it looks like it's Father Gabriel. Yeah, now it's fucking Father Gabriel. I'm Episcopalian. That means I can fuck all the bitches I want. Right? Good for him. Let's do this. But I don't know. I'm I'm really excited with what they did with Judith. Like, I really like how she's kind of like she literally is. A little ass kicker, man, where, you know, she makes a call and then she puts her foot down and and they're like, you know, the protocol and even Aaron. And she's like, look, I'm not going anywhere if they aren't coming with us. And they it happens. They bring him back to camp. Yeah, everyone kind of listens to her. Yep. And Michonne walks in and and she's like, who made this call? And Aaron steps forward. He kind of he kind of like takes the bullet for Judith. And he's like, it was my call. And she's like, but it wasn't your call to make. And then Judith, that's when Judith spikes up and she's like, no, I made the call. I brought him back and nobody questions it. No. Nobody says a word. Because they're scared of getting shot and then sliced with a sword. That's that respect, dude. That's the respect the Grimes name carries with it. <laughs> RJ will never have that kind of respect. <laughs> that is just the respect the Grimes name carries with it. There's something... There's some amount of respect that comes along with that cowboy hat and that big ass gun, and she's got both of them. You know, she's got yeah. a little bit of Carl. She's got a little bit of Rick. She's the Grimes. Yeah, but she's not. Well, I don't care. She's a Grimes. <laughs> I don't care if she's by a lot if she's really Shane's baby or not. She's a Grimes. She's a Grimes. And I like that Michonne's training her how to fight with a sword. Like I like a little sword. Like I don't know. Just, there's something just about everything about Judith I like. Yeah, Which, it's, uh, it's. I just. I don't know. I'm okay with that. That's one change that I'm okay with. Like the fact, you know, we we sat here last season the whole time. We're like, man, they did a made a mistake killing Carl. They made a mistake killing Carl. Like killing Carl was a dumb move. Well, apparently it doesn't look like it looks like they had something planned. But. I got to give all the credit in the world to this new showrunner though, because she's definitely made the first six episodes of this season feel more like season one. 
Well, she had to sh- go through a lot. Of, she had to sift through a lot of shit to try to make yeah. something out of it. But she's and, done and a you fantastic can tell job. She's still, she's still kind of stirring in it a little bit. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of weeds that she has to get through. But you saw it. I like how storylines progress. Like you see the little savior baby that Aaron took in is now older and calling her and calling him dad. Who's like your you, daddy? you saw Aaron. You saw Aaron has the claw. You haven't seen the claw yet, but you saw that he has the claw attached to yeah. his arm. Yeah, we saw half of it. So, yeah, I wonder if they'll make Aaron and Jesus get together. Like they do in the comic. It'd be easy for him to, what is it, uh, Pikem? Yeah. No, 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 not Pikem. What's that? Pegum. Oh, Pegum. Pikem. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, but there's like I said, there's there's so much going on right now and it's handled it's handled well, like it's it's well paced. It like I said, it feels more like like season one where you're caring about they're reestablishing the fact that you should care about these characters and re and, and all of this and, and like I didn't even really notice Rick was gone that entire episode, I did. you know? I, it didn't feel like it hurt the pacing of the show to me at all that he's not there. It didn't hurt the pace of the show. It's just the show's just not quite the same. I think it's going to open the show up more for more people and more storylines going forward, and it allows them to to dive into newer avenues with him gone than maybe they would have with him still there. But now he's got an illegitimate child out there somewhere. You know, Rick Rick doesn't know that he's got a another son out there. He's got a little Coral Jr. He's got little Rick. Yeah, RJ. Rick Jr. Rick Jr. And that was a different surprise. Like that's a R-D-J. I didn't expect to see that. Like we we both when when Magna's gonna go in there and and try to like attack her and you see him run up, I was like, was that you're like whoa, was that a baby? And I was like, I thought at first I thought it was Judith. And I was like, what? And then she goes to the stairs and she's like, Judith Grimes. And she's got the the gun in her hand. She's like, what? You said I could have it when I could learn to defend myself. And, (laughs) and then she's like, you you know, dad would be proud of me for bringing those people in here. And Michelle's like, your daddy will be proud of you. And they have that little warm moment. And she goes trotting upstairs and then here comes RJ scribbling through the house again. So that makes that baby that makes that that makes that baby like four or five. That was about right. So, well, it's six years, so that would be he would be at least she had like pregnant or found out right after he died or disappeared that she was pregnant. So yeah, it'd have to be four or five. Well, six years and the gestation period before birth is nine months. Yeah. But, well, I mean, you don't know. There's times and he could be just about to turn five. Whatever. But I still think it's weird. I still think it's weird that they have a kid. Not because of the situation, but because of the fact that he's gone. So they're kind of like buying into the stereotype now. You know what I'm saying? Buying into the stereotype. Yeah, they're they're kind of it's just that fucking stereotype. I don't know. 
<laughs> single single mother stereotype. I don't know. It's stupid, but it's Another... weird that he doesn't know. <laughs> oh doesn't... fuck. It's weird that Rick doesn't know that he's got an illegitimate child out there somewhere. He went to go get a pack of cigarettes and never came home. Never back. came home. Yep, that's right. <laughs> went to go get a quart of milk and never came home. Yep. I gotta go to the bank. I'll be right back. And now what? Are they gonna do another time jump in like 19 years in the future in one of the movies and little RJ's gonna go confront his daddy? That would be crazy if the way they did it in the movie is they went to like Rick shows up at Commonwealth and like there's a a picture of his kid there. Yeah, they're gonna do. It's gonna be Rick showing up at the Commonwealth instead of fucking. What the fuck was that? What was that? It's gonna be Rick showing up at the Commonwealth with a "Have you seen my daddy?" Yeah, <laughs> or "Have you seen my sons?" Instead of fucking Michonne's kid. Yep. But that means they would have to put Rick back on the show, unless the whole Commonwealth thing is done through just a movie. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I think the Commonwealth will be in the show. Rick's no, gonna be a, Rick's gonna be a Canadian who lost his memory, who has these claws that come out of his finger out of his uh, hands. Whatever. <laughs> 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 Rickery, Rickle. Oh God, damn it, Wolverine. <laughs> That's what's oh. uh, Jeff says in the chat, uh, shouldn't RJ have the last name of Snow since he's a bastard? <laughs> yeah, if this was Game of Thrones. <laughs> he's a bastard. His daddy's still alive. He's just went for some milk on a helicopter. Nobody knows that, though. Nobody knows that. He's gonna be getting with Jadis now. Yeah, right. He's gonna, be, he's gonna go have a whole new family, <laughs> entirely new family. He's franchising. Yeah, there you go. He's about to have hoes in different area codes. <laughs> he's gonna have a kid in every community of The Walking Dead, and they're all gonna rise up and fight for power. One right after another. Would that be the War of the Bastards? Yep, the bas- the Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> the real Battle of the Bastards. The Battle of the Grimes Bastards. <laughs> the Battle of the Bastards. And then Judith, Judith will show up to fight and they'll be like, you're disqualified. You're not a real Grimes. <laughs> you're a fake you're Grimes. Shane, yeah, you're a fake Grimes. You're Shane's bastard. Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> Fuck. All the bastards. <laughs> I, I thought it was good. I mean, I did think the episode was good. I just, they're just really just stretching shit out now. That's what they're really doing. Well, I like the fact that they're they're filling some places. Like giving a Magna a backstory about being in jail was cool. Um, you know the the whole RJ RJ thing. It's like why. Like, why are we, why would you do that? It, it doesn't make sense to me, but maybe it will down the line. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the whole, I, I like the fact that they leaving Judith alive, alive had a big payoff. Like, I like that she's a little badass and I like that people respect her because of who her dad is. 
you know, um, even though it's not his, her real dad. But the fact that she's a Grimes, they respect that that family name and they respect who she is and what she represents. The lineage she represents. Um, I mean, I like how is I like the fact and and this is just a shot at you. I like the <laughs> fact that you you wanna make a point about everybody's hair like getting longer and nobody has scissors, but you don't make it a, a, a don't say a word about how Ezekiel's feather progressively got bigger through the last three seasons <laughs> until where now it's like so massive. It can barely fit in his hair. It, 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 well, I just figured he was adding water to it. Jeff, uh, Jeff says in the chat, thought it was a little slow until Carol had the, the cookout. Yeah. I liked that too. That was kind of shades of terminus right there. I just like that she was like, oh, let it go. And then, like, Henry, like, reminded her that that's not who she is. And she's like, right, I'm going to go burn those motherfuckers alive. Yeah. And she kind of gave up and gave up the ring. And she was like, whatever. And he, you know, why didn't you fight back? Because it's you're more important. It's that stuff's not important to me. And he kind of you, 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 you used to be the um, well, she's he's like, well, what happened to you? You know, you used to be a badass. Now you're all soft. And he gave her the cold shoulder. He gave her the butt and then went to bed. He gave her the butt. Yeah, gave her the cold <laughs> shoulder and went to bed. And then she's like, all right, I guess it's time to fucking go have a little savior cookout. She invited short, the saviors over. Short-haired Carol's going to be back. Yeah, she's going to cut her hair and get her badassery back. They should all cut their fucking hair. Well, Negan doesn't need to. He's fucking bald. He's, he's almost bald. God damn. The one guy that should have long hair right now has short hair. Yep. Motherfuckers. So I wonder if we'll, um, I wonder if we'll see Negan beg. Well, obviously we're not going to see Negan. That's one thing they skipped was Negan begging Magna and, and telling, trying to tell Magna that they were torturing him and keeping him prisoner there. Like she just, she decided to go after Michonne and, and bypass that whole thing. Yeah, it's that, so weird that they're taking her to Hilltop. I thought that was weird too. That's why that's I think of, that the that's why I think the whiskers are, whispers are going to whiskers. The whiskers are going to tickle them. The whiskers, the whiskers. they're going to they're going to rub their legs. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. That's why I I thought that that's why I said that I thought the whispers were going to intervene on the way to Hilltop. Maybe with Michonne, and that's what's going to bring them all back to Alexandria. Or I think they're going to run into, they're going to run into um, those two like freaking out. Because I'm sure what I hope that was who who I'm trying to think who in Magnus' group died. I can't remember now, but one of those people in her group dies by the whispers, and that's what I can't remember who though. I think it was a chick that hit her head. She ends up, I think she ends up dying by the whispers. Yeah. Um, Yumiko? Yeah. I think she's still, I'm pretty sure she's still alive in the comics. Because that's what brought him back to Alexandria is the whispers killed one of them and they came back. Yeah, but it, I thought it was, um, I thought it was one of the people that, uh, I want to say, I want to say that it was, um, fuck. I want to say that it was Jesus that was attacked. It was Jesus and someone else. Yeah, but attacked. someone in her group actually gets killed. 
and Magnus Group. One of them dies. That's what that's what brings them back to Alexandria. In the comic, that's what brought them back to Alexandria to talk to Rick and make them actually stay there. Because remember, they, they did the same thing in the comic that only Magna wanted to be there. Everybody else wanted to leave. So he, she ended up leaving with them, and then one of them got killed by the Whispers, and they came back. Um, let's find out. Shall we? Shall we? So... But yeah, just they appeared in issue one thirty. I think what they did was all the scissors. I think they melted them down to help make more wagons. Yeah, they melt them down to make more wagons to make nails and shit to make more shoes steel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then everybody had to grow their hair out. Yeah. Right. And then Um... Ezekiel just grew his feather out. next episode is going to be it's going to be dragging on the ground oh, okay so the whispers are first seen following marco and ken later marco tells his fellow survivors that the undead are whispering to him uh-huh. and his uh cohorts do not take him seriously later after a search party is sent to look for ken the whispers ambush dante and two more men um of the search party they brutally stab the two men to death and keep dante hostage so it isn't it isn't jesus it's dante uh, oh no, there's Jesus. So um, they're later seen following Paul Mon- uh, Monroe, who is Jesus, that's Jesus, and a security party who are searching for a mysteriously missing patrolman. Fearing the unknown, they begin to head back but are attacked by the whispers. Two men are brutally killed, and another one is severely injured. Um, surrounded, uh, Paul manages to beat the odds and kill all but one who he kept as a hostage after the skirmish. Paul heads off to the hilltop colony where he brings Darius to be held and where he brings the, uh, in, uh, he brings a captured whisperer to be interrogated at the hilltop. Paul unmasks a wandered whisperer who is revealed to be a 16 year old girl. The girl introduces herself as Lydia and answers all of Paul's questions straightforward. She tells Paul that the whispers do not harm the undead and instead live among them. Carl is then placed in a cell next to hers as Maggie Green brings Paul out to alert the others of the talking dead. Lydia grins as she begins to have a conversation with Carl. So we're going to see Lydia in the mid-series finale. Probably. You're probably going to see her in the mid-series finale. And that'll probably be where it ends. Is So something will happen where... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to set that up. Because I was going to say something would happen that Carol's kid would be like locked up. Because wasn't Carl? Carl was locked up for starting a fight. I believe. Remember, wasn't he, he hit the, someone hit, he well, hit the yeah, dude in the head with the rock. Right, and then he beat their asses. Yeah, yeah, he was locked up for that because they were making fun of uh, Sophia. And picking on Sophia. Let's see. So what's the outcome of the shootout at the campsite? Shootout at the campsite. You mean the last episode before? Oh, that's what Jeff just asked in the chat. So so what is the outcome of the shootout at the campsite? 
I don't remember what shootout you're talking about. What shootout are you talking about? Isn't he talking about the one where it was going on and they could hear it over the radio? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That was them. They, yeah, they didn't touch on that, did they? Because mm-hmm. I, I think we'll, we'll probably find out about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously nothing. <laughs> Obviously yeah. they decided to, from the looks of it, they decided to um, exile the the saviors and stop working with them. And that's kind of what I mean. Like things seem a little rushed because in one episode we lost three characters. One episode we lost uh, Judas or Jadis. We lost Maggie and we lost Rick. I don't think you're going to see Maggie again in the show. They haven't said it yet, but I think you'll see Maggie in the episode in the movies, but I don't think you see her in the show. I thought they were talking about her. She was coming back. She'd be back next season. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. If you, you might be, have more information on that than I do. Cause I haven't heard anything about that. I know that she's in talks, but I would assume that if they're going to offer, um, Andrew Lincoln, the movie deal that she would probably be a part of that. But yeah, we lost three people. We lost three char- main characters, or well, two main characters and a supporting character. And then they did this time jump, and we didn't even get a uh, what came out of that fighting because the whole next episode was all about Rick. Obviously, the the fighting broke down when the the horde came through, and then they, it was all time to look for Rick. So I don't know. Yeah, Maggie really got brushed off on her last episode. She was think, very much out of the spotlight. Yeah. I I think that um I think something's going to happen where Henry it might even be Henry gets in a fight with other people at Hilltop and they lock him up. And then he ends up in the cell next to to Alpha's daughter, you know, who knows who who knows how they're going to make it to where they meet or what they're going to do. It's I don't know, Lydia. Be- I think I think you'll see Lydia. You're going to see Lydia. I think the midseason finale. They say you're not going to see any of any of these people until next year. I know Alpha and Bravo or Alpha and Beta. You're not going to see for sure till next year. But I think that's a there. I think it's a curveball. You're gonna. I think you're gonna see Lydia in the midseason finale. It would make sense. How they're gonna do it, I don't know. Um, but I guess we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. Yes, we will in the next two episodes. Yeah, <clears throat> and it, and like I'm thinking. Man, they got so much to do, but it is only two episodes. It's only two episodes to the mid-season finale, or well, one episode to the mid-season finale. We With the way it's going, Walking Dead left. I'm hoping that they keep the next two, uh, an hour and twenty minute episodes to keep everything going on that's going on. Yeah, if, like, if they can keep it as paced as they are now and keep the hour and twenty minute episodes, I think that'd be a lot better for the show. Like I, going into it, dude, I was like, bro, like I know what's going to happen to Rick. He's going to get on this helicopter. They're going to do this, this, and this. 
I I don't know where they're going now. I I'm like I can speculate because I've read the comic, but I can't speculate who's doing what, where, why, and when, and how. The only thing that makes sense to me right now is that Henry and and Lydia fall for each other, and that takes that that makes her still important because they're obviously trying to establish Henry right now. That makes her important. That kind of has at the time Carol, I guess, and Ezekiel are gonna fill the the Rick and um, Andrea Andrea storyline. Well, kind of Michonne's off doing her thing, and then you have you kind of still have. I don't know if now you're gonna have Judith kind of play the Sophia role. I don't see why they would. They don't even need that because Maggie's not in the show. Um. Like, where's Herschel? What I wish they would have explained is Maggie still at the hilltop, and you're just like, hey, what what's up? You know, um, is she just running things in the background? Did she go away with that woman who offered her stuff? There's there's a lot of, like that's what I'm saying is that I feel like things are going so fast now that there's so many unanswered questions, and hopefully at some point they double back and we get an answer for them. But I feel like they're going so fast now they're just jumping shit. <laughs> it's like it, I don't know they're kind of leaving it up to you the the fan to decide what happened like with what what Jeff just brought up at the campsite it's up to you open inter- to interpretation what happened well it looks like what happened was there was a shootout and it fucking chased everybody le- yeah. to be scavengers everybody left there was a shootout and everybody went home and then the the saviors the the last bit of saviors became scavengers and now they're just fucking robbing people. Right, and they're jumping people from hilltop because they got all their gear, or at least that's what it looks like. That's what Carol thinks because they had all that gear. Yeah. Because didn't he say no? We found that. Yeah. So people could be going missing. So we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe we don't see Lydia till next year. Maybe. Maybe the midseason finale is Jesus's group getting jumped, and that's it. Maybe all you see is her get unmasked. Maybe there's no interaction between her and the rest of them. Maybe that's the final shot of the season: is them unmasking her into a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, that could be it too. I want I want Henry to lose his eye so I can watch Lydia lick the eye socket. Right. That's a sh- that's a scene from the comic that I would love to see in the show, but it's okay. That would be crazy if they did that. And they made him lose his eye. I don't think they're going to. No, because they already did it to Carl. Coral's going to keep yeah, that. Yeah, why? Why? Just, but, he's just, maybe he's going to lose his toe and she'll lick his toe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she'll lick his toe. Or he loses an ear. And she but, licks his ear hole. I hope... All in all, to sum up, I, I enjoyed the episode. I hope Father Gabriel keeps his death. I hope Eugene gets his time to shine. And I hope that Eugene has more to do with the radio than Gabriel. Um, I, I don't The Whisper War, I really hope the Whisper War isn't an entire season. Next season. Like, I don't see how it could be. Um, I'm interested to see how they they go about Negan with this whole redemption thing. I think what's going to happen is they're going to end up. I think they're going to end up letting them out sooner. 
Yeah, probably. Because they're really gonna need someone to step well, up. Well, because yeah. Negan is Negan's the one that makes the power play. He's the one that sets off the Whisper War. Yeah. He's the one that goes and cuts Alpha's head off and brings it back. You know? He brings the Alpha's head back to Rick, which kits off the Whisper War, which makes the shit hit the fan. So now who's he gonna bring the head back to? Michonne? I bet she brings it back to Aaron. Or Aaron? Is Aaron going to stand up, start like stepping up and have the Rick role now in Alexandria? Are we going to have a community of Ricks? We're going to have Aaron as Alexandria Rick and have Jesus as Hilltop Rick, and then we're going to have fucking Carol. Ezekiel as as uh, the Kingdom Rick. Carol be Kingdom Rick. The Council of Ricks. What is this? Rick and Morty now? <laughs> I don't know. That's too much Rickin. That's too much Rickon. But too all right, Rickon going on. <laughs> Final thoughts on season nine, episode six. Who are you now? What was your final thoughts on it, Kyle? I get. I give it uh, three point seven five scissors out of five. Three point seven five out of scissors. five. Scissors. Yep. <laughs> I give it a four. It was ex- it was exciting. It had me guessing. It had me on the edge of my seat at times. Um, I would give it a four if so just one person had their normal haircut. Oh, my God. You're so stuck on these hairs. You're so stuck on the hair, but you won't even acknowledge the feather. You won't acknowledge the feather. How it started off super small and then got a little bit bigger, and now it's so big it can't fit in his hair. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be like – it's going to be dragging on the ground next episode. I mean, like massive in his head. It's going to be a peacock feather. away. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. I give it a four. I felt like it was well paced. I felt like it, you know, it was exciting. Kept me on my edge of my seat. There are things I didn't like. I don't like kind of. I I don't like the introduction of RJ just because I feel like now that's like a thing. Like Lori left the show and Rick's got a daughter now. You know, and or well, Rick was in a coma and he got shot, and you come back and Lori's pregnant. Now you get Carl and now, you know, Rick goes away and oh and behold, he left behind another kid. You know, it's like Rick lost left behind two kids now. RJ and and uh Judith. Hey, the, you good at something, keep doing it, right? The whole fact the whole Judith being there is intriguing to me because she dies in the prison in the comics. She doesn't even make it this far. And the fact that she's a little ass kicker is awesome. You don't really see much Daryl. You see Daryl at the beginning of the episode where he stabs a fish and then breaks his stick and stabs a walker in the head. And then you see Daryl at the end of the episode where, you know, um, Carol rolls up and she's like, hey, stranger, need a ride? That That's pretty much all you see of Daryl. I want to see his interaction with Judith and little, I want to see what he has to say to little ass kicker. I want, I want a little bit of glimpse of why he's the fucking, why he's like a nomad. You know what I mean? It's, he just out wandering around. Like what yeah. happened that he, you know, cause I thought he was going to be taking a big role here and it, it didn't seem like he's going to have one. He still might. He maybe still he might. felt like after he lost his brother and Rick that he, maybe he feels responsible for what happened to Rick because he tricked him. You know, it's, it is kind of Daryl's fault. They fell in that fucking hole. 
it's kind of Daryl's fault that the the those walkers got so close. Maybe he feels responsible and feels like he needed to exile himself from the group. Where's Oceanside in all of this now? We have unanswered questions. Yeah, because they, that should be kind of addressed too. Because that's six years of you know. Because the last thing that we got left off with Oceanside was they're fucking they were killing the saviors. Yep. They kind of just maybe that's part of the time jump, so they don't have to explain a bunch of shit. Maybe it's it's water over the new bridge. There is no new bridge. Remember, they shut it. It all exploded. So I don't know. It's all exploded, bro. I do like the I do like the pacing. I like I like that it's fast paced. There's a lot going on. So it doesn't really bug me a whole bunch that they're 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 leaving out huge fucking plot hole details. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I bet you it comes back around. They'll probably do like a like a fucking out of the ordinary doesn't need to be there in in the like you know like two episodes into the like a fucking season. um what what's his name like a fucking what's his name episode um god damn it he's on fear the walking dead now fucking morgan morgan episode yep that's what's where gonna happen we're just out of place no need for it just random morgan centric standalone episode and they're gonna do like these flashbacks of everybody i hope not right you're gonna see andrew lincoln all like fucking uh cgi'd in there <laughs> he's gonna look like tupac <laughs> <laughs> uh but all right that'll do it for this week's episode of deliberating the dead sorry it was on a tuesday guys but some family shit came Is up it last monday? Night. or sorry sorry it was on a monday and it'll be out tuesday for everyone else online uh sorry it happened we recorded it monday shit came up and i couldn't record right after the episode um but look we can't end tonight's episode without acknowledging that I came like put into words, like our community is feeling a great loss. Um, the comic book world is feeling a, a tremendous loss at the passing at the news of the passing of Stan Lee today. Um, we saw it coming like Kyle, we've joked about it on this show for years now about when Stan Lee going to kick the bucket, when Stan Lee going to die. We've taken bets on it. We've, and we were all wrong. We were all wrong, but we, we can't end tonight's episode without acknowledging the massive loss that happened to our culture today in the world of comics, because the man gave us so much and I literally without Stan Lee and his work at Marvel and, and in the time and timely in the back in the day and where I wouldn't be podcasting right now, we wouldn't be talking about the walking dead. We wouldn't be. Yeah. Like Kyle said, we wouldn't be podcasting comics today. Wouldn't be what they are. Um, The man did so many things for so many people and touched so many lives. And it's, it's crazy you know what he's done for the community and, and just, you never know the impact you leave on somebody's life. Somebody you don't even know. Like we, we do these shows for you guys for fun and, and we don't know what reach we have on you and what we help you get through every day. It's better than a reach around. 
Yeah, and then just like Stan never knew the situations he probably helped people through. Because you hear people all the time. You know, I I had a terrible childhood. The only thing that got me through it was these comics. And I, I read comics and that, that world and that escape for me. So, you know, he, he touched so many lives and he taught the world that with great power comes great responsibility. So I just, like, I, I, I told Kyle today that, I, like, it, it hit me hard, <laughs> you know, as a comic book fan. I've met Stan four times and I've gotten two books autographed by him and he's, he was a nice guy. It, his he got a bad rap towards the end of his life you know and i think that just progressively the way everything went it's he's wherever he went he's at least getting he gets a chance to rest the dude the dude went till he was 95 years old you know he finally he finally gets a chance to rest and betty white still beats everybody betty white's killing it <laughs> killing it but Maybe. still dude 95 years old is a big fucking bucket of wind, man. Right? That's a long time. Jesus Christ. But I just wanted to say, like I said, we can't we can't do tonight's episode without acknowledging the passing of Stan Lee and his impact on the community and the world of comics. And so Friday night, when we re- – Friday night, we're going to talk more about Stan Lee. We're going to get into what he what he's meant to us um individually and as a collective as an and as a community um i kyle and i talked about it before we recorded tonight we were like should we should we do an uh after the dead or deliberating the dead episode or should we talk about stanley and we thought as we made the mutual decision to do this because kyle kyle brought up that it's better to talk about it with all of us and and get everyone's opinion on the man uh, because there's different sides to how different people saw the Stanley. Um, also Friday, we're going to be joined by um, Gregory Schoen, the creator of Ray gun, a book Kyle and I have been talking about. So we even get his input as a creator from the creative side of it, what Stanley has meant to him and kind of, if he's had an effect on his life and, and what drew him to creating comics. And so <laughs> I, think, True. I think Friday will be a pretty awesome show. It's going to be one you probably don't want to miss. Um, 7.30, right ish. on the dot. 7.30-ish, yeah. On the dot. I, should, I shouldn't say on the dot. dot. No, never say on the dot with us because we're always late. But 7.30-ish, um, we'll go live on YouTube and we'll we'll have a great show. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic show. We were going to do a – we were talking about doing a What the Fuck Friday episode, but we're going to push that back because of the loss of Stanley today. So we'll get more into that Friday, but – I just wanted to to give that little speech and just say that you know we we re- we realize what happened today and we're as a community feeling it because the comic the comic book world lost a fucking legend tonight or today so a motherfucking legend Kyle already has had two or three drinks in Stan's honor so yep I was taking it right out of the bottle there you go not so even making a drink. As we leave you tonight, that'll be it for this episode of Deliberating the Dead. I poured I thank- some of my whiskey out of the bottle go. onto the ground for him. There you go. Um, I want to thank everyone who joined us on, on YouTube tonight. I know it was kind of preemptive and out of the norm, but I want to thank everyone that joined us on YouTube. I want to thank everyone 
who downloads this podcast each and every week. We definitely appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Um, if you're watching the replay on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe. Hit that bell, that notification button, so you get the notifications of when we go live to do our live shows. And be like, be like Jeff tonight and um, so many others that joined us in the chat. We interactive. We're a very interactive show. We love your input. We love your chats. We read them on the show, as you can tell. It's a great time. Uh, if you listen to us on your favorite podcasting application, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us in the podcasting standings. If you want to support the show and get more content like this or even individual subscriber-only podcasts, make sure to check out our Patreon. Um, that definitely goes a long way to helping out the show and getting new equipment so we can maybe help Jose get a mic so he doesn't fucking click. <laughs> That's so annoying. But... um. But yeah, so, and if you want to get an Absolute Geek shirt, they make great Christmas gifts uh, for the the purple the person in your life. You can do that through the Absolute Geek store. Um, so yeah, all in all, for this episode of Deliberating the Dead, I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. Remember, kids, with great power comes great responsibility, and we'll see you all on Friday. Later.